0: All right, ladies, we are going down the list about menopause. And so today I wanted to talk about when do you actually go, what is menopause? When do you actually go into menopause? And, you know, I love good definitions. And so for many of us, what we are experiencing is perimenopause. And so when someone says, oh, you're in menopause, menopause, this is the true definition. It happens in one day so it is when you go 12 months in 1 day without having your period and then boom you're in menopause now for many of us we're experiencing perimenopausal symptoms that could last up to 10 to 13 years yeah so we're in this like you know crazy soup storm um, I've heard it's referred to as your second, um, your second uh, puberty, second puberty. That's the word I was looking for. I've heard it uh, as your second puberty. So that's where I want you to think about Like when someone says you're in menopause, no, you're in perimenopause, right? Let's just use the the right vocabulary words. And so Menopause is, you know, I go for 12 months without my period. So say we start on January 1st and I go nine months without having my period. And then I get my period. Guess what? Clock starts again, right? It's just game that mother nature likes to play with us. So for those of us who are doing what we're mainly dealing with are those paramenopausal symptoms, right? We're talking about the, the, the fatigue, the mood swings, the irritability, the hot flashes, the night flashes, you know, the weight gain, you know, these are all of the things that we are experiencing. And so for many of us, it is not us navigating menopause. It's us navigating the paramenopausal symptoms that happened before that. And so I really want you to start to think to yourself, you know, That when someone says, Oh, you're just in menopause, no, it's not more just in menopause. We do have the ability to navigate around perimenopause. We do have the ability to figure out what are some of the root causes of our symptoms. And for those of you who, you know, are, so if you think about it, the average age that someone goes into menopause is 51. And so think about it around 41 maybe late thirties, you might start to be experiencing these. And I know for myself, you know, i always had hot flashes and starting probably, I was always a hot sleeper. And as I, you know, start to, you know, unpack this and start to really like understand like what were some of the symptoms that my body was already experiencing. And then like perimenopause, just like pushed it into overdrive. It was that I was already having blood sugar issues. And for many people, you know, blood sugar is not something that um, many doctors look at. Yeah, they look at it, but like, unless you are, you know, in the higher levels that you are looking more towards like pre-diabetic, or you are pregnant, and you have um, preeclampsia, you know, many doctors aren't really looking at it too closely. And so one of the symptoms, which is really, you know, was kind of like a you know, mind boggle for me was that the hot flashes and it was like little symptoms that my body was having trouble with glucose regulation. And that was one of the reasons why I was putting on belly fat was because my body at this point was starting to become more insulin resistant. And for those of you in 40, you know, I talked about this in my um, belly fat, um, podcast. So please go back and I'll also link it here. So you don't have to do too much work. I talked about it, right? One of the the, the, the challenges for us ladies, as we approach, you know, 40, um, or in our forties is that we start to see that increase in belly fat. And some of that has to do with our ability to manage our blood sugar. So that's one of the things that we see in the perimenopause. And so, you know, that's one of the reasons that, you know, you get that tap on the 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 knee, it's just menopause, dearie, right? So here's where I want you to start to think about if you are starting to see some of these, these, you know, menopausal symptoms, I want us to start to kind of look back at what our healthy lifestyles look like. Because, you know, I know we want this like magic wand and we want this like magical supplement or this magical superfood. And, you know, I wish I could share that with you. But unless we start creating healthy lifestyles right now, you know, so that. These menopausal symptoms don't become severe, right? They don't become debilitating, you know, because I know that my hot flashes, I could sit here and having this like conversation, barely moving, and just start to like, I would just start to like feel that internal heat start to build. And then just like the sweat beads would just, they come rolling off my face and like just you know, just like pretending it didn't happen. Like, you know, what do you do, you know, for those of you who have experienced a hot flash, like, and then you're just sitting there and you're just kind of like, I can't sit here naked because that's frowned upon. So I want you to really start to think about, you know, and I will always talk about this, like, how do we start to create this healthy lifestyle so that we really are starting to, you know, eat in a way that makes us feel satiated and satisfied. We find a exercise routine that doesn't make us feel like, you know, I have to do these workouts. That's something you look forward to, something that you enjoy. And then, you know, the two big things that I think everyone can really start to focus in on and it doesn't cost any money, sleep and stress management, right? What are the things that we can do to get at least seven hours of sleep an evening, And stress management, you know, so many women, and I have just did a series of podcasts about, you know, being busy and self-care and all of that. And that's one of the things that I I feel that as women, we discount greatly, you know, is that self-care piece. We also discount the sleep. We're like, I'll sleep when I'm dead. You know, I'm guilty. I was guilty of sleeping when I'm dead. And we just don't really realize how good it feels to feel good. And we think it's for somebody else, you know, we got, we got shit to do. We've got, we got, you know, life to lead. you know, you know, we're taking care of kids or family members or work, but I just want, you to just think to yourself that, you know, like sleep is one of the the best self-care things that you can do for yourself. And, you know, self-care doesn't have to be manicures and pedicures. Self-care could be reading a great book. Self-care can be sitting quietly with headphones in and not listening to anything. But you know, when you have the headphones in, people are less likely to bother you. (laughs) It could be, you know, taking your walk, you know, my walks are my salvation. So I want you to really think about how do you do that? How do you take better self care of yourself? And in, you know, as I continue through this series, I'd love to hear other things that you want to know other menopausal myths that you might have heard, you know, so that we can start to break through what's facts and what's, what's fact, not facts, what is fact and what is fiction. I'm also putting together a uh, menopause guide. So stay tuned for that. So if you want to um, know about it, when that first comes out, do me a favor and hit me up in uh, my DMS. And that way I can easily um, share that with you. All right, ladies have a fabulous Friday and I will talk to you next week.